Okay. All right. Welcome, 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 everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. (laughs) Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Who am I? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and owner and operator of MPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What is a business formation firm? What that all that means is I help you get your business paperwork together. So that stuff, registering with the state, getting your EIN number, um, making sure you have contracts, hiring employees properly, brand protection, DUNS numbers, all of those foundational things. Hi, Shanique Jones, that you need to make your side hustle, your startup, your you know, idea, a reality, an actual business, I help you do all of that. Why am I qualified to help you do all of that, you ask? So happy you did. I'm a licensed attorney, have been one for 14 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I have had many careers in the realms of education, the law, entrepreneurship, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to make it in business, there's just some concepts that you need to know. There's no way around it. So, if you want to see how we can work together, there's some things that you can do. You want First thing you want to do, you want to go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm link tree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you're going to be able to do several things. You're going to be able to book a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you will also be able to download my free business launch cheat sheet that will help you figure out what type of business you should start and help you get it started in seven days or less. As well, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch all the back episodes of this show, NPL legal dish. And you can subscribe to my podcast where if you can't watch the show, at least you can listen to the audio, okay? Um, This month, I have my EIN workshop uh, replay that is on sale for $29. One of the first things you need for your business is an EIN number. It is your business's social security number. It's how you're going to get a lot of stuff done. You need to open a business bank account. You need um, to start, you know, opening accounts for credit, things like that. EIN numbers are essential if you're really intent on making your business real. And while getting an EIN number is a free service provided by the IRS, knowing how to fill out the application can be a little complicated if you don't know how to do it. Most attorneys are going to charge you anywhere between $75 and $125, and they're not going to show you how to do it. They're just going to hand you the piece of paper or send you the email or whatever. For $29 for the next few days, just for the month of February, EIN Workshop is on sale. So you got a few more days to get it at $29. After that, it goes back up to $97, okay? So go check out Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Oh, and last thing before we get started, if you want to advertise your business on this show, I do sell 30-second spots starting at $9. So you can also go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a spot, all right? Okay, now, um, let's get to the show. Here's how the show works. I pull stories that y'all sent me, pull stories from the news, stories that I get in my email, and I pull, I take ones that I feel like have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss them. And I'm going to ask for you guys to put in uh, comments. I'm going to ask for emojis. I'm going to ask for opinions. I'm going to ask for answers. So I need you guys to pay attention and communicate with me. This is a discussion. This is a dialogue. This is not just me talking at you. All right. 
Okay, so if we are ready, let me see a couple of readies in the comments so we can get started. Sorry about the papers today. Again, I forgot my notebook at home today, so I couldn't write the stories down in the notebook. But if we are ready, let me see a couple of readies in the comments so I can get started on our first story, which involves Busy Peach's employer, Truist. <laughs> Busy Peach is ready. Okay, Busy Peach is always ready. Thank you, Latrice Love Life, for the ready. All right. So we are ready to go, y'all. First story, first story, first story, first story. Thank you, Shanique Jones, for the ready. Um, does anybody here currently bank at... You may have to recuse yourself. <laughs> okay. Does anybody here um, have an account or work with BB&T Bank? Hi, Sincere39. Hey, I haven't seen you in a minute. Uh, anybody here work with work or have an account with BB&T Bank? or SunTrust Bank. If you have accounts or work at either of those banks, give me a money bag symbol. I actually have an account at SunTrust Bank. If you have an account or work with BB&T or SunTrust Bank, give me a money bag emoji. Thank you for the ready, Rian Webb. I want to see some money bags. I want to see some... Busy Peach, give me that money bag. I know you're right there. <laughs> you worked it. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, while, while I wait for the money bags, if, if you didn't know, BB&T and SunTrust, they are two pretty large banks, thank you, Busy Peach, um, and they have actually merged, you couldn't find it? Alright, it's cool, the, these two banks have actually merged, we know that banks merge all the time, I remember when I was growing up, my very first bank account was at this bank in Boston that was called Bay Bank. And then, like, a few years later, Bay Bank got bought up by Citizens Bank. And then a few years later, Citizens Bank got bought up by Bank of America or something like that. So we all know banks are merging all the time, right? BB&T and SunTrust are no different. So these two banks, they are merging, and they decided that they were going to call themselves Truist. Now... Um, Truist, this bank that is going to, that is the merging of BB&T and SunTrust, they're going to be servicing people in the North Carolina, South Carolina area. Um, and other places too, because SunTrust is everywhere, BB&T is everywhere, but their main base of operations apparently is in the Carolinas. Here's the problem. There is a bank located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It's a chain of banks, um, called Trulia. Trulia, um, they service, again, they, they service North Carolina and South Carolina, so they have overlapping markets with this upcoming Truist Bank. So Trulia, they've been out here in North Carolina. Thank you, Sincere39, for the money bag. Hello, Press Queen. Um, um, excuse me. So Tr Trulia's out here in North Carolina doing its thing, servicing their clients, you know, holding their money, giving them interest, all this stuff, right? BB&T and SunTrust say, well, you know, we're going to put our two bad cells together. We're going to become one big bank, and we're going to call ourselves Truist, and our headquarters are in North Carolina. There's a problem. Trulia has a trademark on Trulia, the name of its bank, which is very smart. They have a trademark for their name, HiSolRap21, and they filed a trademark infringement suit against Truist Bank, with the upcoming merger of BB&T and SunTrust Bank. They are saying that, hey, 
we are operating in the same markets. This is going to cause confusion amongst our customer base, okay? Now, this is a long-standing battle. I've talked about this case a couple of times on this show. Truist Bank was actually initially denied a trademark for the name Truist. Yes, like, uh, well, it's a bank in North Carolina. Um, but Truist Bank... They had actually filed for a trademark for the name Truist, and they were denied by the USPTO because um, because they said that, one, there were a lot of banks that had True in the name, and two, there is another bank with the name, and there could be confusion, right? But Truist Bank, they're not taking this lying down. They're not taking a no from the USPTO, and they're not taking a no from truly a bank. Truist Bank is arguing that, look, there are tons of other banks out here that use the word or that use the prefix true in their name. And they go on to name tons of banks. And Trulia says, well, yeah, so what? Yeah, there are other banks that have true in their name, but they don't operate in the North Carolina, South Carolina area. And what you're going to do is cause customer confusion. Even, um, and Truists um, said, well, our logos are totally different. And Trulia said, it doesn't matter. Fine, our logos are different. But if someone is listening to a commercial on the radio or on the TV and they're not looking, they're not going to see the logo. All they're going to hear is either Truist or Trulia. So before we go any further, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that there is a possibility of confusion amongst banking customers if Truist Bank and Trulia Bank are allowed to operate in the same markets with those names? Do you think, as a consumer, as someone who uses banks, would you be confused if there were two banks, one named Truist and one named Trulia, operating in the same place? Would you think they were related? Or would you mistake one for another? Um, so I'm going to... Busy Peach said, my individual opinion, Trulia is not a retail bank. Can you please explain what that means, Busy Peach? Press Queen P said, I don't think so. Press Queen P doesn't think that she doesn't think that she would be confused if she had Truist Bank and Trulia Bank operating in the same area. Do you guys feel the same way? And I would like Busy Peach to explain how is truly a not a retail bank? Um, because I, 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 I want to say they were a credit union. I forget. Um, but yes. So on top of, okay. Busy Peach said they do not have branches and same product offerings. Okay. So they may serve a different population amongst the bankers. I want to say, I think that when we, when we covered the story, I believe that truly a bank worked with nonprofits or some, something like that. Um, hi, benevolent builder. Hi, hi, Charlie. How you doing? Um, yes. So truest on top of saying, you know, tons of other banks have the, have the, the name true in front of their name. Um, and this is a generic word and we shouldn't be barred from using it. And, 
Again, like I said, they were denied their trademark at first by the USPTO. So what did they do? Did they take that lying down? No, they fired the law firm that they were working with, hired another one, and filed a new application for the same name and the logo. Um, now, because of all this stuff happening, Truist Bank, they're not going to change their name to Truist until at least August of 2021. Because um, Now, they say it's because they're dealing with investment things, but I think it's because they're trying to settle this whole naming thing. So what do, as well, Latanya, okay, so what do you guys think? Do you think that Truist should be, should be able to operate in the same market as Trulia in North Carolina, South Carolina? Hi, Shelby. Um, Busy Peach said, the name would not have changed prior to that anyway. Which name would not have changed prior to that? Yes. But um, but what do y'all think? Because Truist Bank is saying, look, there's tons of banks out here with Truist. What's the problem if we use it? Right? And Trulia is saying, yeah, there's tons of banks out there with True in the name, but none of the other ones are operating in North Carolina, South Carolina. You're encroaching on our territory. What are you doing? So, oh, you want to be on the live video? Okay, guys, we are going to have real-time um, commentary from someone who works for Truist Bank, okay? All right. Hold on one second. This is the excitement of the, la- of the live show. Busy Peach, where you at, girl? This is very... I love when we can pop people on here. Hey, honey. Hey, hey. All right. <laughs> Um, Facebook, you are listening to the beautiful Laverne, um, Busy Peach on Instagram, and she's going to give us the lowdown on Truist and Trulia because she is a Truist employee. So to a certain extent, and I have to disclaim, this is my personal opinion. Okay. I'm not representing either of the institutions of SunTrust or BB&T or Truist. Okay. This is my personal thoughts and words. Okay. (laughs) Um... So typically when banks merge, the branding and the naming is one of the last things to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's because if you think about combining of something, you have to combine combine like the infrastructure and the systems and the people and all of that stuff. And so kind of the wrapping is the last piece, kind okay. of like wrapping up a Christmas present. You want to put everything in the box, make sure it's arranged nicely, then you put the wrapping on it. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and that's from past experience. Um, I started with the bank in 1996. Mm-hmm. We were Crestar Bank, Richmond, Virginia. Okay. And we got purchased by SunTrust Bank. Mm-hmm. And we were Crestar, a SunTrust Bank, for two years, from 1998 until 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what you would see in this case anyway. You, We are SunTrust, now Truist. Um and you'll see that for a while anyway. Um, so not to say that there might not be some impact because of what's going on, but just know that the timing is still independent. Okay. All yeah. right. Thank you so much for, you know, get, giving us your inside perspective, Busy Peach. Um, I, I always appreciate you coming on here. Um, all right. Anything else you want to say before before you head out? Just keep banking with us. We appreciate you. <laughs> you know, I said this is my personal opinion. This ad is not sponsored by NPL Legal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. Bye.
Okay. All right. So, Truist Bank, they're, they're going to be coming around here. Um, apparently, y'all don't think that y'all are going to be confused, but I'm going to give you my opinion. I personally think that's why I named this episode Just Change the Name already. Why are y'all stuck on this name Truist? There are so many other names you could choose, and you have this bank that's causing you problems. If the last thing you do is the naming and the rapping like Busy Peach said, why are y'all stuck on this name? Why can't you pick something else? Latrice Love Life said, thanks, good insight. Thank you, Busy Peach. We got people here giving you a thumbs up. Why, why is SunTrust and BBNT so stuck on this truest name? I, my personal opinion is just pick another one. But that's just me. Any of y'all agree with me? If you agree with me, give me a thumbs up. If you think that, you know, I should just, if, if you don't agree with me, give me a thumbs down. <laughs> Take a sip of water. All right. Wow. We spent a long time on that case. Um, but we are going to move on to the next one because I want to be able to cover all of these. Um, our next case that we are talking about, like, thank you, Latrice Love Life. Latrice Love Life agrees with me. All right. So I got somebody in my corner. <laughs> Before we move on to our next story, I want to remind you, you are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you want to turn your side hustle into a startup and you need help getting all that legal stuff done, the paperwork, the contracts, all that stuff, that's what I do. Go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and book a free 15-minute consultation. Boom. Next story that we are talking about. Have y'all been hearing about this coronavirus? This coronavirus. If you have heard of this coronavirus, give me that, um, give me that sick emoji with the, 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 um, thermometer. If you have been hearing about this coronavirus, give me the emoji with, with the, 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 the face with the thermometer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. We know that people love to capitalize on new phenomenon. Doesn't matter if it's positive, if it's negative, people are going to try and make money or, you know, try and capitalize on something as much as they can. So we have been hearing about this coronavirus in the news for so long. You know, apparently there, there's all these warnings and stuff out and people are scared, rightly so, you know, make sure you wash your hands, cover your mouth, you know, be hygienic, don't be out here trying to catch coronavirus, right? Coronavirus got an official name, COVID, um, COVID-19, it was called COVID-19, right? And guess what has happened, hi, JCare2724, Guess what has happened with this name, COVID-19 Vax? I'm going to give y'all one guess as to what you think happened, what, what is happening with COVID-19 Vax. Um, I'll give you a couple of seconds. But, I mean, you you know what the show is. I'm sure you know what, what's been happening, um, what I'm going to tell you right now about COVID-19 Vax. So while you put your answers in, I'm just going to tell you the answer. Someone is trying to trademark the name of this virus. Someone has submitted a trademark application for the scientific name for this virus. They have yet, no, not challenging. Someone is trademark, trying to trademark 
COVID-19 vax, okay? There has been an application filed in the realm of vaccinations for COVID-19 vax. Now, the, um, all of the, all of the articles that I saw, they said this is not going to get past. This is like, this, uh, because first of all, it's too generic. You're trying to trademark the name of a vaccine with vax in it. That, that's too much. Yeah. Latrice, I'm serious. Yes, Busy Peach. People are out here doing it. Remember when, um, 45 made that tweet mistake and they, he said that, that spelled out that word, Covifi? Do you know that people tried to trademark that word for everything under the sun from beer to coffee to notebooks? Like, people will try to trademark anything. So someone has filed a trademark for COVID-19 Vax. And the company listed is from my home state, Massachusetts. It is a company called And Still LLC. It is located in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. And when I looked up the trademark application... Um, because you can look it up if you ever want to see, yes, Shelby, if you ever want to see if something, it has a trademark application on it or is trademark, you go to the USPTO website. There is a search tool called test and you can look up any registered, um, any registered trademark or trademark application that is in. So when I went to go look for COVID-19 vax, there is a, um, the company that is trying to trademark it is called All and Still, located in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. We don't know who the owner is. The address was listed on the application. <laughs> Latanya said, girl, bye, they need to stop it. Yes, y'all. Um, and I they, they had the address of the company, and I looked it up, and I looked it up in Google Maps, and it's just somebody's house. So I'm, I think that it is just somebody who had some extra money lying around and was trying to be funny and try to trademark the term COVID-19 vax. Remember when we had that story about somebody trying to trademark breakfast burrito? Some people got money to waste, but, um, this trademark application will most likely not um, go through one because you're trying to trademark um, a, the name of a vaccine with vaccine in it in the realm of vaccinations. It's too generic. That would be like trying to trademark comb when I when you are in the hair industry, right? Um, and two, it's like you. This person doesn't seem to have any. Um, what do you call it? Any. When you are trademarking something, it is because you want to make money from it. You can't just trademark something because you want to own that phrase in that industry. So if you don't have a business purpose for why you're trademarking something, you're not going to get it. So this application doesn't seem to have any um, any business aspects to it. I think somebody just had, you know, a little bit too much wine, had a little bit extra money in their pocket and wanted to see if they could do it. So, uh... <laughs> I really want you guys to go to the USPTO office website. Go to USPTO.gov. Go to the test search database and look up COVID, C-O-V-I-D hyphen 19 space V-A-X. Okay? All right. So that is that. Next story we are talking about. Has anybody eaten at Panda Express ever in their life? If you have eaten at Panda Express, give me, if there is a panda emoji, give me a panda emoji. If there is not a panda emoji, give me a bear emoji. 
If you have ever eaten at Panda Express. Thank you, Busy Peach. Ooh, there's a panda emoji. Okay. Um, so if you looked in my stories today, I posted a picture of two logos. Thank you, Latrice Love Life. Um, one was of the Panda Express logo, which we know it is a panda in a circle and Panda Express around. Uh, if you remember when we talked to Martine, that is an emblem. Okay. Thank you, Jay Care, for the pen, for the, um, for the panda. We all know the Panda Express logo. And next to it was another logo, logo <laughs> for something called Panda Libre. What does Panda Libre remind you of? And while you tell me what Panda Libre reminds you of, Panda Libre, just so you know, it is in a Mexican-Asian fusion restaurant located in Gilbert, Arizona. Um, so they're a restaurant out, out in Arizona. They trademarked their name, or at least they tried to trademark their name, and they've been operating from some for some time in Gilbert, Arizona. Panda Express, uh, yes, it does remind me of Nacho Libre, Busy Peach. Good job. Uh, but if you if you look at the logo, when you see the logo, I don't think so much of Panda Express. I think of Kung Fu Panda the movie. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. So Panda Express found out that Panda Libre was operating out here in these Arizona streets and sent them a cease and desist letter. They said, you need to stop using this name and you need to stop using this logo because you're causing confusion. Um, Panda Libre, they're very worried because, you know, Panda Express, they are a national, if not multinational organization. Panda Libre is one location in Gilbert, Arizona. They have invested 200, yes, Nacho Libre, the movie. They have invested $200,000 into this restaurant and they really don't want to have to change their marketing. So there has been no ruling on this case. All we know now is that there, there is a trademark infringement suit on the way for Panda Libre. I want to ask you guys, do you think that there is room for Panda Express and Panda Libre? If you saw a Panda Libre restaurant, which is a Mexican-Asian fusion restaurant, would you think that it was associated with Panda Express? Um, Busy Peach said the logos do not look the same at all. Okay. Busy Peach doesn't think the logos look the same. I agree. But do you think that Panda Express and Panda Libre can op operate in the same place. If there is a Panda Express in Gilbert, Arizona, and across the street there is a Panda Libre, would you think that the two restaurants are associated with each other? Busy Peach said an emphatic no. She gave me her no in all capitals. Um, I know that Facebook is going to take some time to come in, so I'm going to wait for your responses before we move on to the next story. Latrice Love Life said there is no confusion. Okay, so you guys don't think that there's going to be confusion with Panda Express and Panda Libre. I am inclined to agree with you guys. I don't think that um, pandas are now within the realm of Asian fast food, I don't, I don't know what you would call Panda Express, the, the only company that I know to use the Panda is Panda Express. However, Panda Express does, you know, kind of 
generic reset wellness also said no kind of does generic asian american food panda libre is mexican asian fusion when i go to panda express i'm not expecting an asian taco um reset wellness dc said panda express is so known who would confuse it it's not a matter like okay so let's say not necessarily confusion would you think that panda libre was somehow associated with panda express not that the two were interchangeable but would you think that panda express might be branching out into fusion food or do you think that no these are two totally different places okay busy peach said she would not um i'm still waiting on facebook because i know that there is a delay and I, I apologize if you've been writing in your answers. Please know that it's not me. There's just a very long delay between when your answers come in and 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 when I see them, okay? So I, I look forward to your responses, but know that I'm not ignoring you. It's just the system. Um, but yeah, so for the most part, y'all said that you would not be confused between Panda Libre and Panda Express. Okay, Reset Wellness said, now that you explain it like that, maybe. Like, cause for me, I've always thought, oh, pan, uh, Asian, you know, fast, fast food, fast Asian food, Panda Express, whatever. Panda Libre, I, I might think that there is an association. Um, Latrice Love Life said, oh, okay, still no, because menu is different. Um, Reset Wellness DC said, sorry, I'm in the nail shop, so from time to time it gets loud in here. It's cool. Do your thing, girl. Hey, we, we, we get the education in however we can and the self-care. I love it. Reset Wellness is doing self-care and educating herself, getting her nails done and watching this show. Um, yes. So I think that they're, um, not that people would mistake Panda Libre for Panda Express, but I do think that there is a possibility here for people to think that there is a false association between these two, uh, between these two restaurants. But that is just my opinion. We will have to wait and see what happens, um, with this trademark infringement suit as it goes down. Okay? So keep your eyes out. If y'all see a Panda Express out there, um, take a pic. Hi, hey, y'all! Um, Take a picture of it and tag me. Okay? All right. And we are going to move on to our last story. Joel, you came in at the right time. We're talking about a hip-hop story. Um, <laughs> uh, for those of you who came in a little bit late, you are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach um, business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting, LLC. If you would like to advertise your business on this show, go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and click the Advertise With Us button. I sell 30-second spots starting at $9. All right. So we are moving on to our last story of the evening. Um, with uh, Let me see. Is there a, if there, is there a panther emoji? If you saw a black panther, give me a one. Or give me a panther emoji, if there is one. I can't remember if there's a panther emoji. If you saw black panther, give me something in the comments. I want to know who saw black panther. Who saw black panther? Alright, Busy Peach saw black panther. I saw black panther three times. <laughs> I was a little obsessed. Hi, Cooks. Hi, Cooks Yolanda. Wait, is this Yolanda from from Instagram? 
I mean, from Facebook? No. That's another Yolanda. Okay. Jay Kara saw, um, saw Black Panther. You saw it three times too. Okay. You, you came out on your B-Day? Okay. Hey, you, I, I waited a couple weeks because I don't like crowds, but I saw it. All right. So we know Black Panther was a huge hit, huge phenomenon. Um, and there was a whole, uh, album that was released that was produced by Kendrick Lamar that was inspired by Black Panther. Um, and one of the songs on this Black Panther album that Kendrick Lamar put out was a song called Pray For Me. And it was a collaboration between Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd. If you remember the song Pray For Me, um, give me a five in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latrice saw it a few times too. Okay. Um, if you remember the song Pray For Me with Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd, give me a five. Let me let me see if I remember too. You go pray with me. Da 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 da. I can't remember it. Like I can hear it in my head, but I can't really you know convey it with my voice. But yes, so Latrice remembers the song, right? Well, apparently, um, Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd are being sued for copyright infringement. So we know who Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd are. Have you guys ever heard of an indie group called the Yaysayers? If you have heard of the Yaysayers, give me a yes in the comments. I'm pretty sure that none of you uh, will have heard of them because they're very small and they actually don't exist anymore. Um, so this group called the Yaysayers, they are an indie group. They do kind of like rock, uh, I don't know. They got their own sound, right? They're based in Brooklyn. They released a song in 2007 called Sunrise. Um, they actually broke up as a group last year. Um, but they are suing Kendrick Lamar in the weekend because they say that they stole or, you know, sampled um, certain chords from the song and changed them just enough to kind of try and hide the fact that they were, you know, sampling from the song. Now, I went and I listened to the Yaysayer song, Sunrise, on YouTube. Me, personally, I don't feel like I hear the, um, the similarity, but I encourage you guys, go to YouTube, go listen to Pray For Me by Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd, and then go listen to Sunrise by the Yaysayers. And I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that there is a similarity in sound between the new between the two songs? So the Yaysayers are saying that Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd or whoever produced this song sampled certain parts of their 2007 song and they want some money. So they're suing for copyright infringement. And the reason why I bring this case up is to remind you that if you have created a work of art, meaning written a song, choreographed a dance that was performed somewhere in front of a group by professionals, um, uh, made a sculpture, painted a painting, um, wrote a poem, works of authorship, things that you create in your brain, if you have created any of these and you want to protect them, you need a legal copyright. 
there used to be this thing called the poor man's copyright. People talked about it all the time. Mail the thing to yourself or whatever. There is no longer a poor man's copyright. If you ever want to protect your creations, whether or not you're planning to make money from them or not, if you just want to have the, uh, you know, the ability, the legal ability to say what happens to your work, you need a legal copyright. It only costs $55 and it will protect you. If you do not have a legal copyright, you have, you, you will not be able to go sue in court. There have been a lot of copyright cases that have come up on this show with, uh, paparazzi suing celebrities for photos that they took that have been thrown out because they found out that the paparazzi had no copyrights, legal copyrights to these photos. So it is very important that you have a legal copyright for your art, your works of authorship, your books, your songs, your sculptures, your paintings. Okay. All right. So those were the stories that I had for you tonight. How long did we go? Oh, wow. We went way over. But that is okay. This is in the pursuit of knowledge. We are here to learn. And sometimes learning takes you off track. All right? So do we have, uh, we'll do like, I'm going to give y'all till 845. So let's do three minutes of Q&A. We got three minutes. You guys can drop any questions that you have about the stories we covered today about Truist Bank versus Trulia about the COVID-19 Vax trademark, about Panda Express versus Panda Libre, about Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd being sued for Pray For Me, or if you have questions about business in general. I focus on startups, people, you know, just getting into business, and there are a lot of steps that people kind of forget when they start in terms of registering your business, making sure you have contracts, how to hire employees properly, how not to use other people's trademarks so you don't get in trouble, how to protect your trademark so nobody steals it. Hi, Miss Dankness. How to Dankness Bud Life. How to protect your work. There are a lot of pieces into getting your startup, your side hustle, into a legitimate business. So that is what I focus on, those beginning steps. So if you have questions about that or how to structure your things your business better, like, you know, how do I keep track of my expenses? How do I keep track of, you know, my business finances? Those are the things that I help you put in place so that you can run a successful business. So if you have questions about any of that, contracts, EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, hiring employees, business structure, um, logging expenses, those are the things that I help with, brand protection, things like that, all right? We got, like, one more minute for your questions. For those of you who came in a little later, you can go back and watch the replay. This will be up on Instagram for 24 hours and it will be on my YouTube channel forever. So go subscribe to my YouTube channel at linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. We're going to be back here tomorrow with more stories. Um, if you find anything interesting that you would like me to talk about on the show, please, uh, send them to me. I love when you guys send me stories. Um, want to say good night to my mom and my dad who watch my show. Hey y'all, they my biggest fans. Um, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Okay. Bye.